0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, June 21st, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamaneni. And I'm arts and culture writer
1: Ashley Steves. So
0: listeners will remember that before the Tonys, I told you all that I thought this summer would be incredibly busy in terms of news based off of what we knew was closing, what we thought might close, what we knew had to come in. And if the rest of this week didn't convince you of that fact, Thursday definitely should have because I think this is going to be one of our most jam-packed episodes that we've ever had. I wanted to pare it down a bit, actually, but I just couldn't because there's so much that we have to talk about. So listeners, if it helps y'all out, Go ahead and hit that button in your podcasting app that will play the audio at like one and a half or two times the normal speed. We won't be offended. We'll (laughs) sound a little higher. We'll be more in our head voice, but we won't be offended. Go ahead. Um, We're going to try to stick just to the points as much as possible today, but... There's a lot of points to stick to, so we're going to get into it. But, Ashley, so as we get into the news, I'm going to give you a choice. Do you want the good news first or the bad news first?
1: Oh, boy. Well, I know we got some bad news last night at 9.50, so let's start with that. Yeah,
0: I'm glad you said bad news because we
1: were going to start with that anyway because that's what's start (laughs) first
0: in the script. Uh, But, yeah, so you'll remember when we ended yesterday's show, Ashley, and you said, hopefully there will be no more closing notices Yeah, I
1: jinxed everything.
0: Yeah, this is all your fault because last night— sorry. (laughs) Joe
1: Iconis, forgive me.
0: Yeah, don't tell me. Tell all the uh, Be More Chill fans. But yeah, last night after their Thursday night show, Joe Iconis announced from the stage that his Broadway musical Be More Chill will close on August 11th. At that point, it will have played 207 total performances on Broadway at the Lyceum Theater. Like the prom yesterday, Ashley, we knew this was coming. In fact, the date had been out there in the Twitter sphere for about a week or so. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, disappointing for the show's legions and legions of mostly pretty young fans.
1: Yes, I I tweeted about this last night when I heard the news, but I have so much respect for the Be More Chill team and the respect and the love that they have for their fans. It's truly the most enthusiastic fan base and audience I've ever seen at a show. And that just really delights me for the future of younger skewing audiences.
0: Absolutely. They definitely have harnessed an excitement that uh, is hard to get for, for, for theatrical pro- properties, no matter what they are, plays, musicals, and hopefully they can continue to bring those groups of folks back into the theater. But mm-hmm. actually, like Hal Prince, who always starts working on his next project the night after a closing night or the, the morning yes. after a closing night, or maybe it's after an opening night. Either way, we are going to move on and look at what might be next for the Lyceum. Like we said with the long acre yesterday, I, I think that either six or Lehman brothers could go in there. Um, I'm not sure when those are planning to come in, but it could be a really good home for six. In my opinion, I think now that, now that both of these are open, maybe that, that idea I had about West side story going into the long um, that might work. I, you know, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I don't know. So let's keep an eye on on those in the, the coming weeks and months. Again, I don't know if these are planning fall openings or spring openings, but I'm pretty sure both of them are coming, and I wouldn't be mm-hmm. surprised if we hear about one or both soon. Anyway, sure. Anyway, unfortunately, Be More Chill – was not the only younger theater-goer favorite to announce closing yesterday as the long-running off-Broadway hit Puffs or Colon, seven increasingly eventful years at a certain school of magic and magic, which I have to always double-check to make sure that that's actually the title. The magic and magic thing throws me off, but that is the title. Um, (laughs) They also announced that they'd be closing up Shop, this time over at New World Stages, the show which originally began performances off-Broadway at a different theater in 2016, We'll close a week after. Be more chill on August 11th. Okay, Ashley, we got through the sad stuff. Are you okay? Are you good?
1: I I'm I'm managing. You're managing. Okay. Tissues handy. Therapy later.
0: (laughs) Yes, for for this only, I'm sure. Yeah, Uh,
1: only this.
0: Yeah. So let's get on to the more (laughs) exciting stuff because yesterday we had, believe it or not, three shows. Reporting. Uh, plans to come to Broadway. First, it was announced that the legendary Sir Ian McKellen would be coming back to Broadway, but just for one night only. He will bring his one-man show, Ian McKellen, on stage with Tolkien, Shakespeare, others, and you. Uh, It'll be presented at the Hudson Theatre for one night only on Tuesday, November 5th. Directed by Sean Mathias, the performance will benefit the nonprofit theatre organization Only Make Believe. McKellen is currently in the midst of an 80-theatre tour of the show in the UK, which will culminate in a West End run. Uh, That's awesome, but that's just the beginning. Of the shows that announced their Broadway plans yesterday, because we also learned that after being delayed by a season, Tracy Letts' The Minutes will be coming to Broadway in February. No theater or casting has yet been announced, but I feel like, actually, after they announced last year, with a different producing team, by the way, um, and then didn't come, I don't think they would make this announcement in the New York Times, of all places, if they didn't know where they're going. And it might just be one of those situations where they're waiting for a show to announce closing so that theater becomes available. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it was originally supposed to come last season. Um, a new producing team is on hand, but it's still attached to director as Anna D. Shapiro. The show looks at modern politics through the spectrum of a small town city council meeting. When the show had its world premiere at Chicago's Steppenwolf Theater, the cast was led by Steppenwolf ensemble member and former CSI star William Peterson. No word yet if he or any of the other Cast from Chicago will transfer, but Let's and Shapiro often bring their Steppenwolf companies to Broadway as intact as possible when when they bring shows from Chicago. Also of note, this is isn't the only Let's Play to be appearing on Broadway this season because Linda Vista will begin performances at the Helen Hayes Theater on September nineteenth. Ashley, like I think I'm pretty busy and I work a lot, <laughs> but between appearing on Broadway and all my sons at the end of this past season. And mm-hmm. having two plays on Broadway that he wrote this coming season, Tracy Letts is kind of making all of us look bad, isn't he?
1: Uh, yeah, As someone who works like 50 jobs, personally, Tracy Letts is making me look bad. It's kind of the age of Tracy Letts' Broadway dominance, yeah. H- him, him and Laurie Metcalf and nobody else.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, believe it or not, like I said, this is not the only show – that announced Broadway plans yesterday, as thanks to an equity casting notice, we have learned that Jeremy O'Harris' off-Broadway smash Slave Play will come to Broadway this fall. The show will be uh, will again be directed by Robert O'Hara and will begin performances on September 10th and will run through January 20th at the Golden Theater. The show will mark the Broadway debuts for both Harris and O'Hara. The casting notice was only calling for actors for one principal role in one understudy, meaning that it is likely that most of the off-Broadway cast will be transferring with the show off broadway at new york theater workshop the cast featured paul alexander nolan ato blanks and wood and others and if i'm reading the cards correctly ashley Tanha Paris, who has recurred on TV shows Mad Men and Empire and was a series regular Mm. on Survivor's Remorse and was one of the stars of Oscar-nominated film If Beale Street Could Talk, will be the only Off-Broadway company member not to transfer. Notably, and I think this might explain why, she was recently announced as one of the stars of the new Jordan Peele reboot of the horror franchise The Candyman, which is in pre-production now. So, actually, I feel like With all of that said, your first week on the job here at Today on Broadway has been a trial by fire. So (laughs) much news, some disappointing, but some super exciting. But uh, always something going
1: on. Oh, God. The busiest week I've seen in a while. And we just ended the Tonys. Like, like, what, a week ago? Two weeks ago? I've lost all track of time. So to have this much news already. Pretty exciting for the new season.
0: Yeah. And we aren't done. Um, So let's let's get into some show and casting (laughs) stuff, Ashley. Um, There's a bunch of it. I'm going to run through it quickly. If you want to talk about Mm -hmm. any of it, stop me when you want to. Um, (laughs) But first up, yesterday, the Public Theater announced the casting for the upcoming world premiere of the Public Works adaptation of Disney's Hercules that will play the Delacorte Theater in Central Park from August 31st through September 8th. Directed by Lear de Bessonet, Jelani Aladdin will play the demigod title role, while the always delightful Christopher Rodriguez will play Meg. Joining them in the role of Hades, King of the Underworld, will Will not be Patrick Page, uh, although they definitely need to make a Hades Town joke. But instead, will be Tony Winner Roger Bart, who provided the original singing voice of Hercules. In the film version, they will be joined by Tony winner James Monroe Iglehart as Phil, the Danny DeVito Minotaur character from the film, and Jeff Hiller will play Panic. The three muses will be played by Tamika Lawrence, Ramona Keller, and Rima Webb. Of course, since this is a public works project, they will be flanked by more than 200 performers from community organizations from all five boroughs. Folks, get your sleeping bags ready because this is going to be a tough ticket to get, I imagine hmm. Next up, Ashley, we learned that Javier Munoz will lead the company of the upcoming MTC world premiere of Jeff Augustin's play, The New Englanders, directed by Sahim Ali. The show will begin performances off Broadway on September 17th. Also yesterday, theater for a new audience announced its 40th anniversary season, and it will include plays by Peter Brook and Marie-Helene Estienne, Marie-Irene Fornez, Billy Shakespeare, Will Eno and Samuel Beckett. Full details on the exciting season will be in the show notes. And finally, in this section, Ashley, we learned that Heidi Schreck will be taking what the Constitution means to me where it belongs, I think? Our nation's capital, where it will play a week-and-a-half-ish run at the Kennedy Center from September 11th through the 22nd. Joining Schreck will be two of her three Broadway co-stars, Mike Iveson and Rosedelli Cyprian. Now, Ashley, we often talk about how theater can change lives and even the world— Uh, That's even a song and ongoing joke in the prom. But by taking Mm -hmm. this show to the Kennedy Center and knowing the powerful people who will likely be in the audience every night, what the Constitution means to me could literally and directly impact the lives of every American by potentially touching the hearts and minds of some of the very important people who traverse the halls of power in this country.
1: Absolutely. I mean, first of all, please don't mention the prom because I'm still in mourning. But second of all. I think what the Constitution means to me should take up residency in D.C. playing every single venue, small or large, until the whole city, I don't know, just caves in on itself. I And I hope the people who are working in D.C. take some time off of their busy schedules to actually go see it and maybe learn about the Constitution finally. But I've said <laughs> it before, it, but everyone in this country should see this show. I think it's one of the most important if not the most important works that's been produced not on broadway in new york in a very long time
0: yeah and we already know that ruth bader ginsburg saw the show a week or so ago Uh, sonia sotomayor saw it as well so two of the nine if we can get the other seven in i think we'll be in good shape
1: Good luck, Heidi Shrek.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh, can you imagine like Clarence Thomas showing up? Anyway. I cannot.
1: (laughs) No, I can't either.
0: But anyway, okay. I've got four recommendations for you, Ashley. Um, I'm going to go through them really quickly. First, yesterday, Dave Malloy launched a Kickstarter to raise $30,000 in order to record an original cast album for his musical Octet by yesterday evening. The campaign had already reached its goal. Currently, it is at just under $34,000, including some of my money. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. that they will announce some sort of stretch goal. Uh, I think this is wonderful. If you would like to contribute, you still can. They've got like 28 days later to raise uh, more money. So (laughs) good for them. Uh, Next, as he heads over for a week of shows in the UK, James Corden took to the streets for his latest edition of Crosswalk the Musical. But he didn't do it in London. Instead, he crossed the English Channel... And did his show in the streets of Paris, where you guessed it, he performed Les Mis with the Arc de Triomphe in the background. Just ridiculous. Uh, Check it out. We'll have that in the show notes. Then, actually, we got a new short teaser trailer from the upcoming Lion King remake. And gird your loins, or lions, because in it, Donald Glover (laughs) and Beyonce (laughs) saying, can you feel the love tonight? Uh, This is going to make so much freaking money. It is unbelievable
1: for me alone <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, finally actually yesterday we got the disappointing news that one of the most influential and important theater publications in the last few years the interval will be ceasing operations we've talked about the site and recommended stuff from this site a ton over the years and its founder and editor victoria myers was my guest on the 2018 tony omnibus episode so we are definitely mm-hmm. big fans over here at broadway radio uh we wish victoria and her entire staff the best moving forward but they did leave us with a lovely short film called Reprieve, which reimagines three iconic female characters from the theater in a contemporary setting. It features Ruthie Ann Miles as Laura Wingfield from The Glass Menagerie, Carmen Zillis as Portia from Julius Caesar, and Betsy Wolf as Emily Webb from Our Town. The film was directed by Tony nominee Lee Silverman. Check it out. It's a wonderful way to close out the interval's wonderful run. And Ashley, I saw yesterday you had some nice things to say about the interval as well on Twitter.
1: Yeah, this came as a complete shock to me. Uh, The work The Interval has put out since it began has been absolutely vital, and everyone, particularly Victoria, should be incredibly proud of it all. It leaves such a large gap in the industry, and I just hope other larger publications realize that they have a duty to cover women and works by women.
0: And I'm just going to throw this out here now. I have no idea what Victoria is doing yeah. Next, um, she's as she said in her like closing statement kind of thing. She's not a journalist. She's not trained in journalism. But right. if she ever has anything she wants to say, we would gladly welcome her uh, and give her a place to say it here on for, Broadway Radio
1: forever.
0: Yeah. So, uh, anyway, okay, let's close up the show today, Ashley. Um, we're going to stick with our good news, bad news theme for the show because unfortunately, <laughs> yesterday it was announced that due to ongoing construction in Schubert Alley, the 2019 edition of Broadway barks has been canceled the uh, they do plan to bring it back in 2020 so that's the bad news but finally Ashley, for me this is the good news um (laughs) because the new david mamet play bitter wheat which is inspired by harvey weinstein and stars Mm -hmm. john malkovich as effectively harvey weinstein but called barney fine opened earlier this week at the garrick theater in london's west end and Well, it got exactly the reviews that I was hoping for. Yes. Um, I'm just going to read a few. And there were some positives in here. It wasn't like this is like the worst thing ever, but it got the reviews it deserved. Um, First up. Holly Williams from Time Out said, quote, fine is a nasty piece of work. All right. But Malkovich's rantings are one note, even monotonous. Mamet, who also directs, makes many disp- uh, dispiriting attempts to wring laughs out of the fact that this character is overweight, as if that's the key to taking down Weinstein. Come on, Mamet. You can go higher than this. Next up, Alice Seville from Exeon, uh wrote, quote, John Malkovich has a lot of fun with the role of Fine, a man whose dialogue loops in surreal circles, who barracks and wheedles the women around him or tumbles around the floor like a malevolent teddy bear. But Mamet's text only offers a comic summation of his operating methods, not a look at why he's compelled to act the way he does. There's not a chink of real feeling or vulnerability under all the bluster, which makes this play unsatisfyingly morally straightforward. And finally, Debbie Gilpin, writing for Broadway World, summed up the entire thing about this show perfectly when she wrote, The question is, should Mamet be the one to tell this kind of story at this juncture? Do we need another male perspective on the subject?
1: Exactly. The answer
0: to both of those questions, actually, I think we both can agree, is no.
1: Yeah, no, this play doesn't need to be made right now, full stop. But we especially don't need this play right now from the male perspective. I've hated it since it was announced. John Malkovich is all wrong. As Holly Williams said, it's using unnecessary comedy devices to aim down instead of aiming up. And this is as much oxygen as I ever hope to give to it. The reviews to me are, you know, liquid, (laughs) liquid candy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I have no problem if someone wants to write a play about Harvey Weinstein. Uh, But like you said, it should probably not be a man. And if it is going to be a man, it should not be David Mamet.
1: Never, never never in this lifetime.
0: No. All right. Actually, we got through that quickly. I'm impressed with us. I'm proud of you, Matt. Yeah. Well, that's a. I had my water ready to go, but, um, (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for listening to our first week together on This Week on Broadway. It was a lot of fun. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley, where can people find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Know This Is Ashley.
0: In the podcast feed this weekend, I'll have an episode of Tell Me More where I talk to a couple stars from Disney on Broadway, talk about their specific shows and the 25th anniversary of the company. Uh, then on Sunday, we'll have This Week on Broadway, and then Ashley and I will be back to talk to you on Monday.
1: Yay!